Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Most of you probably don't know who Kenny Epstein is, but you should. He's the owner and CEO of El Cortez. Much more than that, he's the guy that made the conscious decision to not remodel the property, but to refresh it while retaining the vintage feel the property permeates. Kenny understands what El Cortez does so well and sees value in continuing to service those customers. So instead, he upgraded just about everything in the property, all without changing the aesthetic. This year, the El Cortez and Kenny celebrate their 80th birthday. So we took the opportunity to talk history and the El Cortez with the man himself in the first ever 360 Vintage Vegas interview. All right, so the first question I wanted to ask you is, can you, can you talk to me a little bit about how you got into gaming? Um, at Caesars Palace specifically, when it opened in 66, you were only 25. That's right. Well... Uh, to leading into that, my father was a pretty famous gambler from Chicago, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a bookmaker, and uh, everybody knew my dad, and, and uh, when I was uh, 11 or 12, I wanted to be just like my father. I knew exactly what I wanted to do, and, and uh, most people don't believe that, Right. but uh, when you go to the championship fights, and you go to the best restaurants, and you go to World Series games, I mean, how, could, how, what bad, how bad could it be? Right. <laughs> so... Uh, I knew exactly what I wanted to be, and and um, so, uh, well, this is a little uh, segue. When I got to be tw- 20, but two weeks before I was 21, my father said to me, he said, uh, don't be going, I was living at home, and he said, uh, don't, uh, I don't want you leaving because uh, Eli Marcus is coming to town, and and uh, he, he's, his brother's going to come also, and I want you to meet him. I said, sure, I won't, I won't leave, Dad. And... Elon Marcus is there a little earlier, and doorbell rings, and it's his brother, Roy Marcus. And I said, Mr. Marcus, how are you? You're Kenny, right? You're the one who wants to be a racketeer. <laughs> oh, no, sir. That's, no, sir. Where did you get that? I, said, I got it from a good source, your father. He said, come on in. We'll have lunch. I want to have a big talk with you. So uh, uh, we sat down and had lunch. He says, uh, do you know about taking bets? Oh, yeah, I know about taking bets. You do. Do you ever hear of a guy who wants to make a bet that he doesn't want to win? No, I, I never heard of that, sir. Well, I got several guys that do that every month that make me a bet that they don't want to win. He, and he says, and I says, well, tell me about that. He says, well, first of all, I want to tell you, I own Pennsylvania Life Insurance Company. I own United Health and Accident Company. I own, uh, he owned another insurance company. And he says, uh, I'm in the insurance business, and, and these guys are making bets that they're going to die. Oh. But they don't want to die. Right, of course not. And about uh, four or five years later, these guys come to me after they're making all these bets that they've been losing. They said, uh, Mr. Marcus, I'd like to borrow a little money. And I said, oh, 
son, I can loan you some money, but you got to pay interest. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know that, Mr. Marcus, he said to him. He says, son, he's talking to me. I'm the racketeer. Right. <laughs> so he put me in the insurance business. Okay. He also owned a piece of a savings loan here in town called Nevada Savings Loan. And I sold mortgage insurance to uh, people who had mortgages with Nevada Savings Loan. And my territory is Boulder City, so I know a lot about Boulder City. This is back in 1962. Well, when Caesars Palace opened up in 1966... Jerry Zerowitz, who was uh, a family friend, and he was the main guy at Caesar's Palace, and he says, uh, you're coming with me, because I was involved with my father since I've been a kid with gambling, and, mm -hmm. and uh, that was the end of the insurance business. So what did you do when you first started working there? I got to be in, I was in the Baccarat, I was a floor man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did you ever get to interact with Jay Sarno at all? Sure. He was a good friend of mine, and he was a, uh, a mentor and a good guy, great guy. He was a little... Eccentric, right? But he was a great guy. Yeah, great guy. What was what was the energy like in opening that place? Well, it was uh, like unbelievable. It was the best place that Las Vegas ever saw at that time, and they had a lot of great hotels. They had the Desert Inn, the Sands, you know, Tropicana, mm -hmm. Dunes. They had a lot of good places. Yeah, and all of those places are gone now. Yep, none of them are here. Mm -mm. So, how did you meet Jackie Gone? Met Jackie Gone. I was with on a trip with my parents uh we took a road trip from chicago or from chicago and we went to lake tahoe and a friend of uh, my father's uh, uh e walker he was running a place up there called the calneva lodge okay uh, sinatra owned it before or after not before after and uh it was a real hot spot but you know it only had uh, 150 rooms wow they had 100 and maybe 200 slot machines, six blackjacks, two crap games. It was a small place. Right. It was a hot place. You know, all the top people went there. Uh -huh. And uh, while we were staying there, we just missed Marilyn Monroe. She just checked out. <laughs> and we, in fact, we stayed in the same room that she stayed in. It was wow. like a little cabin. And uh, so that was a little bit of history. And uh, so the so Z Walker said to my dad, I want you to meet Jackie Gone." He's got this uh, uh, Tahoe Biltmore Hotel. Mm -hmm. It was a little place up the hill from the Calneva walking distance. Mm -hmm. And uh, went Jackie, had 100 slot machines, small casino. I think they had 50 rooms. <laughs> and he owned this place. And he showed us all around, and he, and he showed me all around for a 15-year-old. It was great. Yeah. And uh, later that uh, that evening, after we left, and later that evening, we're getting cleaned up to go to dinner. My dad says to me, he says, you know the fellow we met today? And I says, yeah, Mr. Gone? And he and I, he says, yeah. He says, you know, he's a triple threat. I know what a triple threat is. Right. It's in football. You can pass, you can run, you can kick. Mm -hmm. What has this got to do with me? Right. <laughs> you know? I says, Dad, I don't know what you mean. He says, well, he's a triple threat. He's a go-getter. He's smart. He's on the square. And that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good to say something about somebody like that. Absolutely. And my father was right. And um, so then after I was friends with Jackie all those years, and uh, I went to work at Caesars Palace. I was there almost 10 years. And Jackie and me had many, many deals. Mm -hmm. Who's going to put me in? We had uh, 
Polyadeals we were going to be by the Bonanza. It was a hotel where the MGM, it's called the Horseshoe now. Mm -hmm. It was MGM, Bally's, now it's the Horseshoe. It's called the Bonanza. Mm -hmm. We were going to buy that. And um, it didn't go through. And then we were going to buy a lot of other places. Howard Johnson's, which is the O or whatever it's called now on on, um, Tropicana. Oh, Oyo. Oyo. Yeah. We're going to buy that. It used to be called Howard Johnson's. They went broke. Uh, we're going to buy the, uh, where the D is now. Mm-hmm. We're going to buy that. Jackie was running it. And then Modell's would sell it to us. There were a lot of deals. Finally, he says, listen, stop with this. Come to work at the El Cortez. I'll sell you 5%. That's awesome. And that's how it started. That's that was awesome. 1975. Wow. So can you explain to me what the licensing process is like? Then or now? Oh, both. Well, now it's it's a whole big deal. Yeah. Then it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad. And um, it was, you know, I think my licensing, when I got licensed in 1975, um, I think it cost, oh, I think it was like $3,800 for me to get licensed. Mm-hmm. Under 5000 Right. Nothing. Today, we got licensed for a bar that we owned. Cost us ninety thousand a piece. Oh my gosh! This is, I don't know, fifteen years ago. Yeah. I mean, Twelve years ago. Wow. And um, so it, it's a different story now. Right. Any memories about Jackie that stand out to you? Oh, I got so many that you don't have enough time. I, I don't have enough time. Right. But Jackie was the. Uh, I never met a better person. Mm-hmm. He's a special person, and uh, I don't know what more to say about him. Yeah. He started so many things in in, uh, in Las Vegas. He started the Fun Book, mm-hmm. and uh, he had this place. and And uh, I told him, "Why don't we buy this motel next door?" He says, "He says uh, I already own it." <laughs> you do? He says, "I own ten thousand. I own every one of these motels." What are you be talking about Jackie. He says, "Yeah, I get my Fun Book, and all those all those people at those motels, they all come to me, and they eat breakfast here, and they play here." So I, I just as soon own, own all these hotels, and I didn't buy. I didn't spend one penny. <laughs> he was a great guy. Yeah, great guy. Can you tell? Can you tell me about Barbary Coast and Michael? Sure, Michael, of course, is Jackie's son, and he we were partners for a long time, and we're still friends. And I talk to him all the time. And we we started the Barbary Coast, and we opened up in 1979, March 2nd, 1979, and from there we built the Gold Coast, mm-hmm. then the Orleans, the Sun Coast, and. And uh, it just took off. And we sold to all the Boyd Gaming in 2004. That was the first uh, introduction into the actual strip, though, right? For, you mean for our organization? For, uh, yeah, well, for Michael. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah sure. Is there a real radical difference between the strip and, and downtown? Just the, not really. It's just the, not really. Logistics. You know, the only thing is, is that we built the Barbary Coast, and we only had 150 rooms, and mm-hmm. we were... We uh, we sort of uh, were a parasite on all these other hotels that had all these many rooms. In those days, they had thousand rooms. You know, right. and now they got seven thousand. Right. In those days, they had a thousand rooms, and, and those customers were all around us, and it was just like our rooms. Just like Jackie said about those uh, all these motels, he they're all my customers. Well, all we only had one hundred fifty rooms. All these hotels, they were our customers. That's awesome. So it was great. Yeah. Kirk Akorian. Great guy. 
terrific guy. Yeah. And he, uh, we lived on a desert golf course, and he lived five houses from us, so I know him since I moved here. Oh, that's awesome. And he was a, a, a really a hell of a guy. Yeah. He was such a, he, I mean, he, what a life this guy had. Mm. I mean, I don't want to go into that, but, you know, he started off as a, uh, in Fresno, and, and he was a boxer, and mm-hmm. he was a farmer, and, you know, and he was did a lot of things. And then he got into the airline business just by, uh, you know, he was uh, transporting, buying used old planes. Right. One thing leads to another. He owns airlines, and, you know, and he just got so big. And right, He was right. a great guy. Yeah. Can you talk to me about taking over operations at El Cortez in 2008 and focus on retaining this we were just talking about a little bit ago where you guys continue to, to innovate while staying true to the vintage feel here. Absolutely. What we're doing is keeping the same old feel. We're, we're a, a time warp. Yeah. We're a time warp. But uh, we're still an old, built in 1941, and uh, we still have the same feeling that Las Vegas used to have. Mm-hmm. But we fixed up all of our rooms. We fixed up all the plumbing, all the electricity, all the stacks, all the boilers, all the chillers. Everything is up to date. So uh, it, it looks like it's it's uh, it's from the past, but it really isn't. Right. It's, it's all. It's like an old girl that's got this lifted, that fixed. <laughs> that's what we did. Um. So here's an interesting question. Is downtown starting to price itself out of a good gamble? Well, uh, you know, you could, anybody can say that because prices, where there's inflation. Mm-hmm. There's inflation. It used to be 25-cent crapping, uh, right. and they're 25% wheels here. In fact, it was 10% wheel chips. Uh, well, it's inflation. Everything is, is uh, you know, everything. When I was a kid, you know, 90, a Cadillac cost 5000 Wow. Cost seventy now. Inflation, right? Maybe the Cadillac is better than it was, but it's still inflation, right? And so it's not really that we're we're still a bargain. Mm-hmm. We're still a big bargain. Okay. We have uh, uh, as far as uh, uh, what do we have with our drinks on? Uh, what do you call that? The happy hours. Well, yeah, happy hour. We have happy hour. Uh, three free. Yeah, four dollars, four, five, and six dollars. Four, five, and six dollars. We, have, we still have coin machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, nobody else does. We still have them. We used to have a lot of them. Yeah, I remember. And now we have 80. Okay. 70 or 80. We used to have... They used to be all coin machines. Right, right. But uh, we're doing a remodeling here uh, in the casino. Okay. Uh, we're talking to architects right now. And we're going to build a show bar, another bar... Uh, two more bars, and uh, we want the same feeling as it was years ago. Mm-hmm. Because if you put something new, it doesn't blend into the old. Right. It doesn't six out. It doesn't doesn't match. Right. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna have it just slide in. So look like it's always been here. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what did you think of the demand for the old carpet? I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> I just didn't understand that. I, I, in fact, I thought it was Adam, and uh, I made this up. And then, you know, it's like anything else. It's like uh, these uh, uh, people, uh, entertainers, where they have people, they hired people to applaud and scream and cry. I thought that's what he did with the carpet. <laughs> but then it really wasn't. 
people wanted a carpet. I don't know why. I was I was for a, a couple friends of mine wanted me to to try and get them a, a slice of that carpet, and it sold out before I had a chance. I don't, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't answer that one. <laughs> so many great memories, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts about the shift from no pictures allowed to people streaming their experience? Well, I think it's great. Absolutely. Why not? You know, the, the reason why they had no pictures is because people were here with their girlfriends or, or they were, shouldn't be here. Right. Were, uh, you know, a politician or something. And, oh, you know, they want to get their picture taken. Hey, this is a legitimate business, though. This is not like it used to be. Right. And, hey, why should they take pictures? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Being somebody that, that appreciates the city so much, sure. like, it's my favorite thing to, to photograph. Oh, and depending on where you're at, it depends on, on whether you get harassed for it or not. Um, I'm not going to get a rest here. No, no, I've never. <laughs> How cool is it that the El Cortez is on the National Register for Historic Places? Well, it's a, it's a funny thing. Um, my daughter, Alex, she was, she was, was working here. Now she's uh, taking care of her babies. But uh, there was a fellow that came here that wrote a book about, uh, uh, about uh, Havana. And uh, he was a historian, and he was a great guy, and... You know, interesting guy. I don't agree with. I just met him, but he was a very right. interesting guy. And uh, he says, you know, this is a special place. This is, this is a place that's got a lot of history. Uh, and then he went into. He knew about Meyer Lansky and, and Havana and all the stuff. And they started here. They owned the El Cortez. He says, you know, you got a lot going on here. And uh, so he said, I'd like to recommend that this place uh, gets a national uh, historic register. So I, I bet him, and I says, well, you know, I don't want to, I think that's a great honor, but I don't want to, they'll make it where you can't change anything. Right, right. No, this is a different uh, sort of a, I don't know how you call it. It's, it's, a, it, it's a, we can do anything we want. With okay, it. good. So um, we got this plaque, and it was great. Uh, what's new or in store for El Cortez right now? I love, by the way, the chip table you have down there. With all, I absolutely love that. Well, that's one of my favorites. We have a designer, local designer, and she's been with us from the start. She's great. And in fact, I've collared with this guy many times. Leave that table alone. They move it and they break it. <laughs> I love that table. Yeah, that table's fantastic. So I obviously do this as well as gamble for, you know, for fun. What is it that you do for fun running a place like this? Well, I'm a uh, golf nut. Yeah? I've loved golf since... started in 1975. I didn't start when I was a kid, but I started in 75, and I just love golf. It's my it's my therapy. I, I just love it. Yeah, I understood. And, uh, you know, golf is uh, is a special game. And, you know, it's, like, it's golf is sort of like sex. You don't have to be good at it to love it. <laughs> so I, I love golf. I love it. I have as much fun hitting balls and chipping and putting as I do playing. I bet. Yeah. That's all the questions I've got for you. Well, I appreciate you coming up here. This was fantastic. Thank you so much, sir. Nice meeting you. Nice to meet you.